Put your hand inside. Put your hand inside the puppet head. Throw the nanobots. Loads of nanobots. Throw them in the crowd. Everybody wants to rock to and a piece of string around. Signs in his eyes, there must be hundreds But look at you as if you're some kind of rhythm section water Baby, check this out I've got something to say Man, it's so loud in here Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast The Song by Song Podcast About the best band of all time They might be giants I am your host, Greg Simpson and on this episode, I have my mom and dad here to talk about the song Istanbul, Not Constantinople, off of They Might Be Giants' 1990 album, Flood. Istanbul was Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople, been a long time gone. Constantinople, now it's Turkish delight, on a moonlit night. Every gal in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, not Constantinople, so if you have a date in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam Why they changed it, I can't say People just liked it better that way So take me back to Constantinople No, you can't go back to Constantinople Been a long time gone, Constantinople Why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks Istanbul Before we get my mom and dad on here to talk about Istanbul, both at uh, their visit at Thanksgiving and my visit to Chicago uh, on Christmas, that's how epic this episode is, two sittings, and um, before we get to that, let's do the uh, the old mailbag first. On iTunes, thank you for the good reviews. We do have one by Sean Alley that says... Uh, there's no might about it. This is a great one. Clever, insightful, and well-researched from a true TMBG fan. I can't wait to hear more. Thanks. Thanks, Sean. Then we've got one from uh, Daniel Jost Leary. Cast your pod to the wind. Five stars. Thanks. And then one from Joseph Fish. It is a podcast. Listen to check and can confirm. It is a podcast. Au contraire. It's not just a podcast. It's a great podcast. Don't let's start arguing. I'm impressed. James K. Polk would even enjoy this. Hot dog. <laughs> I like fun, and this is the greatest. Everything right is wrong again, so hop on your dirt bike and give it a listen. It's going to be as popular as experimental film in Istanbul. What a gift, even though it's not my birthday. So, <laughs> five stars. Thanks for throwing in as many They Might Be Giants references as necessary. Okay, so, Let's get to the voicemails. I'm still waiting for more people to give voicemails. It's still just Spencer. Uh, and later today, actually, at the time of me recording this intro, Spencer and I are going to meet up to record the first Patreon exclusive about the first three songs on John Linnell's 1999 solo album, State Songs. We're going to talk about Illinois, the songs of the 50 states, and West Virginia. I'm excited to do that. Here's Spencer talking about the last episode and about the song Alienations for the Rich. Hey guys, this is Spencer here with my weekly call. Uh, just listened to uh, Alienations for the Rich uh, a few times. Um, and yeah, great song. Great interpretation. Um, 
digging into those lyrics that never something that I had really done before on this or any song. And um, you guys really got into it. I thought there were a lot of uh, very valid possibilities of what the lyrics may or may not mean. Um, so I don't have anything to add with that. Um, the music is great. You know, and like you said, it's kind of just a real basic uh, country style song. But then, you know, halfway through, two-thirds of the way through, whatever, that song just gets real intense. The the um, the drum machine rhythm, whatever that is, just kicks it into high gear, and uh, and his singing is just insane. You know, it goes from just real low, like you guys said, and just super intense. I was singing along with it in the car, and I feel like I strained my voice pretty well just trying to belt it out, and um, that was a lot of fun. So that's all I got. Good job, guys. Talk to you next week, probably. All right. We have so much engagement on Twitter, it is hard to find what, I was, what I'm looking for here. Hold on. Uh, but let's see. About Alienations for the Rich, um, MXPX Memes commented, I always thought the lyrics, Alienations for the Rich, was a commentary on pop artists. 80s art rockers, country western singers, etc., all singing about their downcast lives and making millions on it. Yep. He continues to say, and I said, I believe Matt Monta says almost exactly that. And he says, yeah, he says pretty much the same thing in the context that this is a satire of country western and those types of artists specifically. But I think of it as a broader comment on all alienation themes in pop music and maybe all entertainment. I feel like the contrast of the music with lyrics about his kid going to art school hints that more people get rich off alienation than just country stars. There's even a little Bruce Springsteen in Flan's voice, who's probably the most rich from alienation. And I tried to convince him to leave a voicemail, but he didn't. So I'll just read those tweets. So thanks, MXPX memes. So that'll do it. Yeah, so let's get on to Istanbul, not Constantinople, just in case you're still confused after hearing this song for 28 years. Let's do it. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. You just liked it better that way. Istanbul was Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Thanks for having us on, Greg. <laughs> we are recording this two days after Thanksgiving. So the family's here to see the baby, and it's my mom and dad, uh, Karen and Ken Simpson. How we doing? Hi. We're doing good. <laughs> Still digesting. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And then we keep stuffing more in our face with the cherry pie. And the pie hole. <laughs> <laughs> Cram it in your pie hole. Okay, so what I usually talk about with the guests, whoever they might be, is... Uh, how you first got into They Might Be Giants. Even if I already know, even if I know, we need to tell the listeners, what were your first experiences with They Might Be Giants? When we were going to some of the colleges, to look at some of the colleges before, uh-huh. when you were in high school, and you played... They so this was the late 90s. Yes, and you played a lot of um, They Might Be Giants songs. And that's when I got familiar with probably the Birdhouse. <laughs> Birdhouse in your soul. I've yes. told you the name of that song several times. I know. <laughs> yes. And would those have been on cassette tapes? Did I? I mean, I've made you guys plenty of playlists. Did I ever make you cassette mixtapes? Well, I'm just day? trying to think of how you were listening to them so. in the car. Probably. Uh, CD player. 
In the 90s? In, in the late 90s, we would have had a CD player. Or else in, our car- or no. else in the minivan, we had the Discman hooked up through the cassette deck. Remember? Oh, yes. Remember right. the little cassette little adapter? Cassette you stick in there. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm. I was still using that in the CRV up until like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and is it now in your collection of uh, changes in uh, production of music I, and listening to music? Yeah, I think I, I think I kept that cassette adapter just uh, just in case. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I had you. the iPod going through the cassette adapter instead of the disc man. Yes. Okay. So, do you guys have any recollection of this song specifically? Hearing it, well, I'm pretty sure it's on one of your mixes you've made. That I have on my iPod that I listen to on a yeah, maybe. on a shuffle basis when I'm at the gym right. or running or whatever. Well, you always listen to my best ofs, you know, whatever year right. when I make them. Yeah. But this song came out in 1990, so that most of those best ofs were mm. when I was doing the punk new stuff, and yeah. that was like 2004 and on. True. So was it not on the radio or anything before the 90s? I well, in, the, well, this song came out in 1990, and it was, it is one of their hits. I mean, I'm sure, like I didn't get into them until a couple couple years later, but I'm sure it was on the alternative radio, like maybe like Q101 or whatever. It was X- in Chicago. XRT occasionally plays. Oh yeah, they might be giants, not really? very often, but occasionally. Even th- these days, um, yeah, or back in the day, really. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like classic songs like this, or like yeah, the they they mix it up. I don't oh, know. That's cool. But yeah, I'm sure, and I'm sure. I think it was a big hit on like college radio and stuff, especially um, this one and, uh, and Birdhouse. Birdhouse is one of their biggest hits too. Huh? So when you and Car had your radio show at Augie, oh, I'm positive I played plenty. They might be giants in there, but <laughs> this yeah, this album Flood in 1990. This is one of two major label albums. They were on Electra. Then, and Flood is their, I think it's their only platinum selling album. I think they've had some gold albums, but, um, well, let's look it up. I think it's their only platinum selling album. So it definitely did get play. And this is, I mean, this is definitely the album where, um, most of their fans, at least ones of my age and older, so what other songs, introduced to them. What other songs are on that album? Well, Particle Man is on this one. Mm. Birdhouse in Your Soul oh, okay. is on this one. Uh, um, I mean, there's a lot of good ones. Like, the, um, there's a song called Minimum Wage that is under a minute long. <laughs> and uh, their uh, self-titled They Might Be Giant song is on this. I mean, there's there's a bunch that, I mean, you guys would recognize just from me subjecting you to them. But I think probably the only songs that we're getting significant radio play back in the day were probably Birdhouse, mm-hmm. uh, Istanbul, and possibly Particle Man. Um, yeah, it's They Might Be Giants' best-selling album, widely regarded as their most iconic. Let's see, how many did it sell? Here, it lists, it lists Tiny Tunes. <laughs> in 1990, Tiny Tune Adventures aired animated music videos for two tracks from the album, Particle Man and Istanbul, and we just watched those. Upstairs. Through the popular program, the band was exposed to a younger set of fans, including me. This ultimately led the band to begin releasing children's music alongside their rock albums over a decade later. Huh. Yeah. So, um, well, what do you guys have to say at least about the, um, we'll, we'll talk about the original version, but what do you guys think of the They May Be Giants version? Of it? It's a very catchy song. But I guess like we've talked about, it's I was hearing 
putting on the Ritz, which was kind of repopularized with Young Frankenstein and <laughs> kind of similarities in the melody. It's like just every time I hear it, it makes me think of that song. With your blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the Ritz. Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes, and cut away coat, perfect fits. Putting on the ribs. Dressed up like a million But yeah, it has that same. Like the rhythm, there are slight differences in the rhythm, but that that melody, it's the same minor. I mean, really, it's just a minor triad. Something like that. Um, well, it seems like in the uh, They Might Be Giants version, just the way they sing it or whatever. But it always reminds me of some Middle Eastern music, like Persian music. Right. right. I mean, I think that's the idea. And the, I mean, I don't think putting on the Ritz was inspired by that necessarily. No. But, no. I mean, that was a musical. Um, but the, the four lads released the original version. Um, Oh, crap, I didn't bring that up. Who wrote the original version? In 1954? Yeah. Istanbul. I was almost two years old. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sure you were jamming on it on a regular basis. Uh, Istanbul, Not Constantinople is a 1953 novelty song with lyrics by Jimmy Kennedy and music by Nat Simon. Written on the 500th anniversary of the fall of Constantinople to the Ottomans. The lyrics humorously refer to the official 1930 renaming. So not until 1930 did it officially become Istanbul. Officially by who? Who's the official namer of city? <laughs> I don't know. Turkey? United, the Turkish United government? Nations or something? Hmm. I'm guessing the Turkish government. Or the United Nations. Well, this, you have to get into the history of the whole thing. And this, yeah. The song's original release performed, performed by the four lads was certified as a gold record. So let's go ahead and listen to the original version sung by the four lads. Istanbul was Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople, been a long time gone, oh Constantinople, still it's Turkish delight on a moonlit night. Every gal in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, not Constantinople, so if you've a date in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul, even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say People just liked it better that way Take me back to Constantinople No, you can't go back to Constantinople Now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople Quartet This is saying that it, uh, the original version It is said to be a response to C-O-N-S-T-A-N-T-I-N-O-P-L-E Recorded in 1928 by Paul Whiteman and his orchestra Oh, oh. Have you gotten to Paul Whiteman and his orchestra in your book yet? I don't. I think they were from New York, but they were definitely inspired by all those early New Orleans 
jazz bands. Mm, no, they've not been mentioned. But I'm. It's much earlier, nineteen. Yeah, nineteen twenty-eight would be like a decade after. Um, I was that. telling Greg about the book I'm reading now called Empire of Sin about New Orleans in the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Yeah, yeah. And then it has right here on the Wikipedia page for the originals the cover versions. One of the better known versions is by Alternative Rock Band. They might be. Hmm. We're gonna um, have to listen to that. Constantinople song from the 19... 19- sure, why not? Let's listen to... <laughs> so, I mean, it, the title is like it's spelled out. Yeah. Let's see what this sounds like. And the video is someone taking a video of the record player. Let's listen. It's actually a phonograph. Yeah, with the big arm. Let's see what this sounds like. It's hard to keep track of what they're spelling because it's such a long. Catchy. Bass coming at them. What is he saying? A teacher in the school teaching them how to spell. Very important that kids know how to spell Constantinople. Constantinople. <laughs> <laughs> you know this song? You're recognizing it? <laughs> How'd you guess the melody there? <laughs> it just sounded like what it was going to be. Constantinople. All right, that's enough of that. So that's, <laughs> so that's from 1928, and then the original Istanbul, not Constantinople, was 1953. Um, what do you guys think about the original, the Four Lads version? Well, it's catchy, obviously. I don't know. I'm just going with the, the that Constantinople 1920 song in this. People are obviously fascinated with this exotic city of Constantinople. Yeah, at least, why? At least Americans and Europeans. Well, you want to tell us a little bit about the history? Well, I think it's, the, it is interesting. Change. It's the only major city that's both in Europe and Asia. Ooh. It bridges that divide across the Bosphorus Strait. And, <laughs> and you know, your, uh, this is why I've got you on the your, podcast. Your <laughs> grandpa, Tom, when he was in the Merchant Marine, sailed up the Bosphorus oh. in one of his tours of duty at so sea. Do, so do you think he's been to uh, Istanbul? He has. Wow. Really? I, now, whether he actually got off the ship and went on there, I'll have to check with him on that detail. But I, he t- was telling me about that, that he actually sailed up that that body of water that separates wow. Europe and Asia. But huh. yeah, it's just uh, it's an interesting history. It's you know way back there to the early days of the Greeks and the Roman empires. And yeah, the Ottoman Empire. Originally named after, well, at least the Constantinople is after Emperor Constantine. There you go. Who actually converted the Roman Empire to Christianity. Huh. And then, you know, it kind of became the head of the Greek Orthodox Church was in Constantinople. If you can't tell, my dad's a bit of a history buff. Yeah, geography <laughs> nerd and history buff, so it's an interesting thing. But yeah, so when it was taken over by the Turks, the Ottoman oh, Empire, yeah. uh-huh. way back there in the 1400s, you know, they of course renamed it for something that they could relate to more than a Roman emperor, and it became... Istanbul, yeah. although they said there's even historic Istanbul and other names. Istanbul? Yeah, that were associated with that area 
uh, derived from, I guess, very various Arabic type yeah, languages. So that does it, Istanbul mean something? Or Istanbul? Yeah, I think it means, yeah, it definitely means something, but I couldn't tell you. You're, well, you're looking it up there, so you can tell us. Yeah. <laughs> Historically known as Byzantium and, before, oh, yeah. and yeah. before 1924 is Constantinople. So, yeah, 1924. That other thing was telling us 1930s. 1930s, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. The most populous city in Turkey. Um, let's see if we can... So but not, what but is not the, the capital. Not the capital. What's the capital of Turkey? Ankara. Oh. Mr. Geographic. <laughs> I believe. National Geographic. Wait a second. We are finding another... Um, I'm finding another uh, related fact here. We were also watching, before we recorded this, we were watching the Tiny Toons version, which shows uh, Plucky Duck and Hampton um, stealing mm-hmm. or being hired to steal a statuette or something from some guy. But I was telling you, it was, um, uh, what was the movie? They're saying on the They Might Be Giants wiki, it's saying that. Uh, the Tiny Toons video is partly a spoof of the 1964 movie. Top, oh, Top Cappy. Yeah. Top Cappy, which I'm looking on this Istanbul on Wikipedia. Um, there's a Top Cappy Palace. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I guess that's why the mo- I'm like, that's a weird name, that movie. That's a weird name, but I guess that's why there's a Top Cappy Palace in uh, Istanbul. So you guys have seen this movie. Years ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Starring Millennia, Mercury, Mercury, Maximilian Schell, and Peter Ustinov. Ustinov, yeah. Ustinov. The movie is about a petty con guy enlisted by international jewel thieves to steal a dagger with a huge emerald in the hilt from the Topkapi Palace Museum in Istanbul. And the dagger is replaced by an emerald plucky duck yeah. in the video. <laughs> a little statue of plucky duck. Bowling trophy. He, yes, and then he steals it and puts a bowling trophy in his place, kind of like the... Uh, um, Indiana Jones switch. Oh yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> Switching out the thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, man, it's very interesting. It's an interesting song to cover. And well, here's some stuff I didn't tell you guys because I kind of wanted to tell you on air. Um. The uh, they said when they recorded it, they had been playing it live for a little bit before they recorded it in 1990 for Flood, and they said that. It's a song they had heard. They had heard the 1953 Four Lads version when they were little. Um, but they decided when they went to record it, John Flansburg says, This song I knew from my childhood, and we learned it simply to have more songs in our repertoire. It was in the show for a couple of years, and John and I would perform without the drum machine. Um, blah, blah, blah. Oh, what's the part I was looking at? He said that they recorded it. Um, they made a point to not listen to the Four Lads version. They played it as much from memory as they could remember. So rather than studying the Four Lads version and trying to recreate it, mm-hmm. they're just like, well, what do we, how do we remember the song goes from when we were little? And they would just perform it as such. Hmm. So that's kind of interesting. And obviously, the They Might Be Giants version is much different in instrumentation because it has all the, uh, well, what even I thought was accordion in the song is not accordion. No? What is it? They said when they were recording Flood, they had bought Casio FD1 samplers. And you know, a sampler is something you can like record something into it and then play it back in different ways. And uh, 
John Flansburg says uh, he was recording every single thing I could figure out how to record, and he was playing it back on the sampler on the keyboard. And so all these things that you hear in their version of Istanbul are samples, except for the violin solo and the trumpet in the middle. But the, the thing that sounds like an accordion is actually a melodica, which you guys and most people know nowadays from uh, Jean-Baptiste playing the melodica on the Colbert oh, yeah. uh, Late Show. Oh, is that what that is? That's a melodica, a keyboard instrument you blow into, which has a has some similarities in sound to an accordion, mm-hmm. right? So, But it's not even any of them... Uh, playing it right into the album it was them recording the melodica and then playing it back on the sampler and then in the uh even old new york in that part that's not an accordion it's not a melodica it's a coke bottle being blown into and stacked into a chord what <laughs> what you gotta explain See, that <laughs> this is they might be giants why they're such an interesting part of why they're such an interesting band they will experiment and do all these weird things um well, when you blow over a bottle, and it's, mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. so he had recorded himself blowing over a Coke bottle, and then in the sampler, you'd play it back, and you could play a chord to that would that. play the pitch versions of you playing the Coke bottle. So it was him blowing over a Coke bottle and then playing a chord on the sampler. <laughs> How crazy is that? They're so, very creative. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty crazy. There's quite a history to this song. I know. That's why. See, this podcast is fun because even me, a super fan, is learning things that I didn't know before. Um, so let's see. Let's. So I'm going to go off on a tangent, but I'm yeah. Like, go ahead. I'm looking at mom sitting there with the microphone with the headphones on, and it just <laughs> makes me flash back to the Saturday Night Live sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> Now, did I pronounce your name uh, correctly? You sure did. Pete Schwetty. <laughs> well, Pete, Terry and I have been looking forward to having you on the show because we know you're the master of all kinds of Christmas goodies. Tell us about them. Well, there are lots of great treats this time of year. Zucchini bread, fruitcake. But the thing that I most like to bring out at this time of the year are my balls. about your balls, Pete. Well, over at Seasons Eatings, we have balls for every taste. Popcorn balls, Mm. cheese balls, rum balls, you name Mm. it. Wow. My mouth's watering just thinking about those balls. (laughs) It's been years since I've seen any balls. Would you like to see my balls now? Yeah. Yeah. Whip them out. Whip them, baby. You have some beautiful balls. They're bigger than I expected. I mean, that's supposed to be a spoof on like NPR shows. Yes, it right? is. Oh, yeah. yes, it is. They all talk very quietly. And that's what it used to sound like. Very that's, calm. People always thought uh, NPR was a really geeky station. Well, it to, is, but well, not now. people are prouder to be geeks these days than they once were. Hey, Nerd I'm, culture is, is cool now. But yeah, I'm, I'm whispering in yes. your ear. Ira Glass. Um, this show's yeah. interesting. Sweaty balls. Yes. Everybody loves my sweaty balls. Is that one of the original Alec Baldwin popular skits from? Well, 
Alec Baldwin has hosted the show. Like yeah. one, he's yes. one of the most. Yeah. But that was on so it. long ago. Had, had he been on the show much before Sweaty Balls? I don't know. Probably I'd have long. to look at when his Whatever. first one is. But yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, let's talk about these cover versions we found. So I, I found a version of a guy. Um, well, let me look up his name. I, I should probably credit him. There's a guy doing a Istanbul barbershop cover. Quartet. Yes, a barbershop quartet cover. But it is him doing all four parts by himself. Uh, let's see. His name is. He talks about the original version. Yeah, you know, he might actually be. He might actually be doing a cover of the original, but I mean, not necessarily that they might be Giants version. I suppose if you're doing a barbershop quartet, it's kind of just uh, however you want to make it. But, uh, Shredbolt. What is this guy's name? Okay, this guy's name is Julian Neal. I don't know why he goes by Trudbull, but um, he's making $543 on Patreon for every time he posts a video, which is every Thursday. So just makes me jealous of how this dorky guy can uh, make all this money off his barbershop quartet videos. But he's well, very good. You got to get more dorky, Greg. Yep. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe if I put a Patreon for this podcast, it'll make more money than Best Midwestern. Who knows? Because <laughs> they might be Giants fans, tend to lean towards the obsessive nature such as uh, like I do scroll back there or what I think it said twinkle twinkle little star what <laughs> he does an acapella version of twinkle twinkle little star <laughs> there's a version of please please me Ooh. the Beatles song okay so yeah Julian Neal so let's listen to this acapella version Istanbul was Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople, been a long time gone. Old Constantinople still has Turkish delight on a moonlit night. Every gal in Constantinople is a Istanbul, not Constantinople, so if you've a date in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam, why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. So won't you take me back to Constantinople? So that's the barbershop quartet version, and then we found a version by a Serbian band whose name I'm going to mispronounce. The name of the band, so the, I mean, it's basically a five-piece rock band, but they have a guy that plays accordion, two guitarists, acoustic and electric, uh, electric bass, and then drum set. The band's name is Liga. It just rolls right off your tongue. Well, if I were Serbian. <laughs> if I were Serbian. You will have to spell it. Yeah. Uh, so three words. L-I-G-A. Second word. I-Z-U-Z-E-T-N-I-H. Serbian listeners, please chime in with yeah. pronunciation. Last, last word. D. Z, what's that? What's that accent over the Z? It's like a little U. D Z E N. It's a short uh, sound. Short sound. Zentlemena. D Z E N T L M E N A. And they're from Serbia. The town, the city they're from is Nis, N I S, with the little symbol over it. Nis, mm. Nis, and. Uh, they look like they've really got their stuff together. They've got over 5,000 likes on Facebook. Let me go ahead and give them another like. 
5,000 likes on Facebook, and they have a video for their cover of uh, Istanbul, uh, which is very well shot and very well recorded. So let's listen to Liga Istutsinidzinsmena play their cover of Istanbul, not Constantinople, which it seems like is a version of uh, a cover that they might be Giants version due to the accordion. So let's check that out. Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople, been a long time gone. Constantinople, now it's Thursday light on a moonlit night. Every girl in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, not Constantinople. So if you've a date in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. Even old New York was once you answered them. Why they change it, I can't say If it's just like that, then it will So take me back to Constantinople No, you can't go back to Constantinople Been a long time gone Constantinople, why did Constantinople get worse? That's nobody's business but the Turks Istanbul These guys are pretty good, I like their version And we thought their accents were pretty cute Yes <laughs> yeah, especially the uh, talented other guys. guitarist. Yeah, the electric guitarist is. Uh, yeah. So they're singing it in English, but. Uh, yeah, they why have is it that uh, Americans what? don't really know much about other bands in other countries? About other countries. We think everything revolves around us. Well, Nice, Serbia is not that far from Istanbul. Oh, really? Well, you got to go through Bulgaria, but then you're in Serbia, and there it is. Those are European countries. You have really to bring up a big. map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Find yes. out what the number of miles are. <laughs> I mean, I figure with a song like this, you got to talk about history and geography. <laughs> it's about go. a yep. city changing names, which, mm-hmm. yeah, we were like, why, why would anybody write a song about this? But that original Four Lads was on the 500th anniversary of the fall of Constantinople to the Ottomans. So what part of... Uh... It's 450 miles from Nice to Istanbul. So what part of the country is Istanbul in? I mean, where in uh, Talking to the mic, Mo. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's on the far western edge of Turkey, right where it comes to Bulgaria. I mean, it's this, uh, there's this body of water, the Bosphorus Strait, and the Sea of Marma. Marma. Which, separate, which separates Asia from Europe. And it's right on that body of water. Right by the Black Sea. The Black Sea then is just north of it, and the Mediterranean is down. Huh. Yeah. Let's see if I can find out. Any, let, let's, back to the They Might Be Giants version. The violin is very cool in this song. Especially, there's an extended violin solo at the beginning, especially if you watch the music video. It has the entirety of the violin. Uh, solo, whereas on the studio track, it just kind of fades in at the end of it. But if you watch the music video, um, not the Tiny Toons version, the original version, it has the entire violin solo. What did you guys think of that music video, the original one? Which is like, it's a little animated, but it's got like those paper mache yeah, very cool. mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's like a miniature city and 
paper mache characters moving around the city. A lot of very weird imagery, just like any other. They might be giant song. Um, yeah, like when they've on the the where the lyrics are even. Oh, New York! It kind of goes to a man, you know, New York. Yeah, there's a little skyscraper and policemen and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. It doesn't sync up quite as much with the music as um, the Tiny Tunes version outright has the camel <laughs> singing. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's the camel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Every video needs a singing camel. Yeah. Now, does <laughs> other, do other songs have as many versions of like these music videos? Uh, I, uh, like tiny I, mean, to, I mean, how many versions? I mean, it's just those two. I mean, it's, I don't know why the Tiny Toons people, like you were saying, Dad, there must be, there must have been a fan of They Might Be Giants that worked on Tiny Toons and decided to incorporate those two songs and make Tiny Toons music videos for them. But it's just those two versions. I mean, especially back in the 90s, music videos were so expensive to make. I don't think many people were making multiple versions. Uh, oh, you watched all, the, watched all the music videos on uh, MTV then. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is pre... That's where you saw them. Hmm. Not pre-internet necessarily, but pre-normal people having internet in <laughs> 1990. Well, those Tiny Toons animations, I mean, then, you know, it's all, obviously all before CGI and everything. That was artists doing th- yeah. thousands of frames Korean of illustration to create that yeah, that yeah video so you know they the tiny scenes version yeah they and put even, a lot of effort into it yeah and and the original video has some animation and then all that paper mache stuff it's like stop motion probably right right mm-hmm. yeah. so that would have taken freaking forever taken a long time just to do all the paper mache characters right but like i said they were this was one of their two albums on electra so they had major label Money. I mean, this is during like the alternative boom. I mean, this was before Nirvana uh, blew up, but it was like kind of, you know, the major labels were looking for, I don't know, I guess bands that weren't like Guns N' Roses, you know, like bands that were uh, considered to be a little weirder. So, I mean, they only lasted two albums on the major labels, but, um, but yeah, so they had some money behind them to do, uh, video so apparently and i did not remember remember this uh that they might be giants version of this song apparently appears in an episode of the simpsons it's what? how could you not remember that Greg? well it's from the not as classic <laughs> era it's from an episode called mobile homer which was uh, from 2005 so a few years past the um classic era of the simpsons and while i've seen every episode of the simpsons i mean i'm sure i recognize it at the time but 2005, I mean, talking 13 years ago, I I guess I forgot about it. But um, those episodes I probably only watched once or twice, whereas the episodes from the 90s I've seen, you know, dozens of times. But yeah, I, I watched a little clip from it, and I don't remember the plot, but apparently Bart and Lisa end up on a freighter or some sort of, like, barge, and the barge has a Turkish flag, and apparently the... <laughs> They're like being sailed away to Turkey, and then so that's when the the song plays. <laughs> yeah, they kidnapped on a barge. Uh huh. Oh, here it is, Bart. Uh, let's see. Blah blah blah. Lisa, Bart. yeah, Bart and Lisa are um driving an RV. <laughs> Bart and Lisa are driving the RV, which plunges off an uncompleted runway truck ramp onto a Turkish container ship. 
The, <laughs> the ship is leaving port, but Marge convinces the captain to turn around after offering him 300 cans of mushroom soup that she bought on sale. <laughs> so this is the Simpsons by the 2000s. They had to come up with the craziest plots to continue making the show. Uh, so that, that was funny. Um, I wonder how many references that are, there are to the song and uh, other TV shows or. Well, here I'm, I'm looking at a, so in popular culture, the They Might Be Giants version, uh, let's see. A few lines of the song were sung in the film Mona Lisa Smile and is on its official, official soundtrack. I don't remember that movie. Um, a few lines of the song are sung by the Muppets, the Muppet <laughs> Rats at the beginning Muppets. of The Muppets Tonight, uh, starring Pierce well, Brosnan. Well, we'll have to get that. Yeah. Welcome to Muppets Tonight. The show that can be seen everywhere from Istanbul to Constantinople. Well, Clifford, haven't you heard? Istanbul is Constantinople. What do you mean? Istanbul was Constantinople, now it's Istanbul. Constantinople been a long time gone. Constantinople, why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks. Hey! And in the movies, we plan everything. We do it over and over again until we get it right. I mean, we have stuntmen and special effects. We go to exotic locations like Istanbul and Constantinople. Every gal in Constantinople lives in Istanbul. Not Constantinople, so if you've a date in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. <laughs> you know, Clifford, eh? that annoying and repetitive rat song has given me time to think. I'll do the sketch. Good! Give me a number 49. Istanbul should be changed to Constantinople. So take me back to Constantinople. No, you can't go back to Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks. Hey! All right, so it wasn't a real demand. I just wanted to hear that song again. <laughs> anyway, until all our demands are met, we rule the airwaves. Uh, on NBC, America's Got Talent in 2011, uh, the act those funny little people performed a routine to the they might be giants version <laughs> uh yes funny in the tv series raising hope mama is a pro at jenga while listening to the song <laughs> so it's all over the place mystery science theater 3000 features an episode where they recite a few lines gilmore girls the it's featured in Just Dance Kids too. That oh, yeah, video, yeah. The yeah. video game. Yeah, so it's it's wow. popped up. It's definitely one of their most popular songs. And I guess being such an interesting song, I mean, they might be giants have a lot of weird songs, but this is kind of its own little niche. Like mm-hmm. yeah. it's just such a weird song. I mean, even the original, very weird thing to write a song about, and it's got that interesting kind of melody. Whether it was intentionally based on putting on the Ritz or not, it's an interesting. Uh, song. You have to research that part. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think uh, we've gotten pretty deep into this song, <laughs> but that's what this podcast is for. I always wondered if maybe there's some uh, dance video or dance t- dancing to that song. Yeah. Because it, I mean, cause I it mean, sounds if, Middle Eastern Persian if there's some, you know, right. someone who's made a, a choreographed a dance to the song. Well, like I said on America's Got Talent, it said the, that group did a dance version to the They Might Be Giants uh, song. Uh, and they're called Those Funny Little People. I wonder if they are little people. 
Uh, Wow. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking in terms of uh, uh, like a Persian style dance. Who knows? Maybe they did. (laughs) Some some of those hand movements. Istanbul. Istanbul, not Constantinople. Easy intermediate clogging routine. (laughs) Oh, I don't think I, I don't think I'd want to, that doesn't. That doesn't mesh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, oh, we've goodness. been talking about the song for 35 minutes. Any other, uh, any other thoughts before we wrap it up? Well, it's just a, one of those earworm things that yeah. once it's in your head, you keep kind of humming it and singing it is, it is very, uh, very catchy. But it is a very unique melody, and there aren't, when it comes to hit songs, Major keys are a lot more prevalent than songs in minor keys, and hmm. this is a song in a minor key. So, typically, people think of minor key as like being sad songs, and this isn't a sad song. It's you know, but it's got I, that I always kind like of feel. songs in the minor key. Sure, but like as far as like radio hits, I mm-hmm. mean, when it comes to like dramatic songs, you'll hear sad ballads and stuff like that. But well, it's interesting. It kind of where you're merging, you know, just even in the the geography and the history of the city merging. Arabic, Middle Eastern, and European cultures. Yeah. You know, the song kind of brings that to some of the Middle Eastern sounding music, but obviously a Western take on it. <laughs> right. Yeah. A Western alternative rock. If <laughs> I wouldn't even call them a giant alternative rock, but they definitely, if you use the term alternative literally, they were a very strong alternative to Whatever was on the radio at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So many people are familiar with that melody, but if you mentioned who actually performs it, they would be scratching their heads like, Mm -hmm. who is this? Right. Okay, fast forward a month from Thanksgiving to Christmas, and we are tacking on a little bit more to the Istanbul episode because... This is one of the only episodes now that's uh, under an hour, so I figure we need to fix that. <laughs> uh, plus, I just found some versions of the song that I didn't let you guys hear yet, and they just put out a new live version that I wanted you to hear. So first, one that I found that I was unaware of until almost right after we recorded the first part of this episode was that they put out an, a version they're calling the Electronic Istanbul, I think, is is how it's listed, which they put out on the compilation called Album Raises New and Troubling Questions. And let's listen to that. Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, my Constantinople, been a long time gone. Constantinople, now I should wish a life on a moonlit night. Every town in Constantinople is in Istanbul, my Constantinople, so view the day in Constantinople, should be waiting in Istanbul. So take me back to Constantinople, no you can't go back to Constantinople, been a long time gone. Constantinople, why did Constantinople look at the works? That's no place to put the turn. 
So what did you think of that, uh, their, their take on their own classic song? I think they're just trying to keep themselves amused with songs that are over 20 years old at this point. What did you think of that? Well, to me, the I forget which part it was, but it sounded like really techno music. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, that's yeah the idea. But much stronger in some parts than the other. Catchy tune in whatever <laughs> version, but inside family joke, when they first started spelling, the uh-huh. first thing that came to my mind was, press the buttlookie. <laughs> so, well, i got to give a little background there. We had both the the Texas instruments, we had the speak, speak in music, and the speak in math. And I think the speak in math especially was the one that, that sounded like, where they like, blah, 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 had all those weird... Electronic, I don't know, something about the sound simulated electronic voices, yeah, really sounded robotic for sure. Um, and so I think that's kind of a fun version. I found that right after we recorded around Thanksgiving, I was like, Oh, I was just gonna throw it on the end of the episode, but I'm like, Well, we're here again, and I haven't aired the episode yet, so I'll get your thoughts on that. So, the next thing I wanted you to hear, they released a live in Australia album, they released in 2015, though it was. So it was Flood, the album in its entirety, live in Australia on their recorded May of 2013, and then included as a bonus disc with their album Glean that came out in 2015. And I wanted you to hear especially the introduction to this one, because uh, they, they always play with this one again, I think, so that they don't get bored of it. It's, it seems like it's different every time they go on tour. Uh, so check this their live version out from 2013. Thank you. 
So I'm not sure if that's Dan Miller, their their usual lead guitarist on that acoustic guitar there. But w- what do you think of that introduction? <laughs> Part of it uh, sounded like classical guitar. Well, I mean, yeah, you could definitely classify it as that with the I mean, with like in a, you know symphony. That type of classical yeah, guitar. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a lot like, you know, I took classical guitar lessons for a couple of years at Augustana, and that's... Uh, I didn't know that. finger-picking, you... I'm sure you just forgot. <laughs> sure, yeah. As a late-in-life, very rudimentary, <laughs> just-learning guitar player, I always have a lot of respect for people who could play like that. But, I mean, for most of it, you would not even have known what song they're leading up to. It's it took a, a whole thing. minute yeah. before it really even started doing the do-do-do, you know, the little theme so yeah there's just like i'm that whole first half may have been improvised i mean yeah i don't know but it's another example when you have a catchy melody you can improvise anything around it but it just always ends up sounding pretty interesting there are a couple bars that actually sounded mediterranean like mediterranean music oh my god yeah i mean i thought the whole thing sounded yeah you'd brought up persian uh music before i'd but then with that, the way he was playing guitar, it was made me think of being in Madrid and going to the the flamenco show. Like I could have imagined like a woman doing like flamenco dancing along to it. <laughs> you know, well, like, <laughs> like the uh, pizzicato part, those few bars of pizzicato that they did. Well, I guess that's really then accomplishing the whole theme of the song, merging European and Asian is what happens in Istanbul, right there on the border of them. So there you, you got, go. the, got the Spanish, you got the Persian, <laughs> uh, melding it all together. And Dad bringing it back Istanbul to geography constant. again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so there's one more I wanted to let you hear. This one they just released a week ago on their Dial-A-Song service as one of the last Dial-A-Song. of their... Have I not? Yeah, I didn't you tell you about that. I was telling yeah. Mom about Dial-A-Song. Yeah. They released a song every week this year. Holy cow. They put out an album in January, and then those songs were, they made new music videos. Those were some of the ones. And then they, they so were not they necessarily released, new songs, but versions of songs. Well, yes, but they released three albums this year one in January, and two about a week ago. <laughs> so they were prolific. Insane this year, yeah. And so I guess just to finish out the year, those albums had already been released, but to do these last couple of Wednesdays was when they was, were releasing songs this year. So they put out this live one, which features Kurt Ram, who uh, has been touring live with them and, uh, and playing on records in the recent years. Very talented. Kara and I were blown away when we saw them in Indianapolis uh, last spring. His range. And I, I, I'm sure that trumpet is his specialty, but he also plays, you're going to hear him play valve trombone. Have you ever seen a valve trombone? Mm-mm. I mean, it's it still has the slide part, but the slide does not move. It still has all that tubing, but it has valves like a trumpet up oh. near where you hold it. So it looks like a trombone, except it has the whole three valve system. It looks like a trumpet. It's so that, I mean, really so that trumpet players can play uh, low parts, basically. Is it still the same <laughs> kind of mouthpiece? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just can't get that. <laughs> yeah, you can't do the glissandos, and I don't think the tones is good. But uh, I mean, you'll you'll hear it. I think most people probably wouldn't know that it's not a standard trombone. So let's listen to that. This is was recorded this year on on their touring this year. So this is uh, Istanbul live featuring Kurt Ram. Please give it up for Mr. Kurt Ram. <laughs> Thank you. 
Pretty amazing, huh? Yeah, it's great. Great. There's <laughs> a little Louis Armstrong flavor to Istanbul. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that guy's definitely got the jazz chops. I mean, yeah, most great trumpet players are... are it seems like a lot of uh, musicians like that that transfer over to rock bands usually came from jazz more than, like, classical, I suppose. You know, jazz jazz bands will occasionally get into... You know, they'll, they'll call some jazz songs rock, like there'll be, like... There'll be like jazz combos. We'll do stuff that they'll 
have like you know a tango influence or you know uh, other worldly influences or even like rock even though it's still kind of in the jazz realm so I think a lot of those jazz guys I mean they just get so good at soloing and improvising and then yeah that's transfer. what I heard a lot was the um, improvising that he did so yeah really neat. Yeah. I mean, when you when you when you transfer from a jazz setting to a rock band like they might be Giants, where you have so much room, they allow you to to stretch out like that and really just go nuts. I mean, mm-hmm. that guy fully takes advantage of the room they gave him there to just yeah. do. And and yeah, like he switched so quickly between the valve trombone and the trumpet. Like I'm like, okay, is he playing really high on the trombone? No, that's he's on the trumpet now. Okay, wait, he's back on the trombone. <laughs> Even cool. when they went into the vocals, it was it was a pretty cool version. I mean. Kind of jazz it up, almost doing like rounds or whatever. I mean, where they would like <laughs> come in. Yeah. Oh, the the two Johns on the vocals. Yeah. Man. I mean, it's like that on the original studio version, but coming through live, you could really hear it even more. And they kind of spice it up a little bit. I mean, they're not gonna. They don't really perform anything the exact same way as the albums, just because I think you know they've been doing this for so long. They're not just gonna be like the Rolling Stones and play Satisfaction for a million years and just like, well, the people want to hear it like the album. Let's just play it just like that. They're going to keep mixing it up because they might be Giants fans. Like, uh, you know, we might get bored of the song too. I mean, this song, I've been listening to this song since I was 10, you know, so <laughs> it's nice to hear it in a, in a yeah, different way. In the uh, intro, a lot of it sounded like you could dance to it. Flamenco, and there was one right. section. If it was slowed down a little, we could do Persian dance to it. <laughs> you keep bring, bringing it back to the Persian well, flavor. Well, I have a Persian friend, and I know how to do Persian dancing. So, <laughs> what, what are some of the styles of Persian dancing? Are there different? Um, I'm assuming there's a lot of different kinds of Persian dances. Well, do they have names for the styles of dances? I'm not really sure. I've just done the kind of uh, dance to a lot of the. Uh, Persian music at weddings. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, learned it from my Persian friend Mitra. Do they do any do sort the... of like group dances like a lot of the Mediterranean countries will do, like Greek dances, uh, that, like circle I'm dances and sure stuff? Of. I'd have like... to ask her. I'm sure there are folk dances because there are yeah. in every country. Well, I'm just There's a lot of countries either like you're dancing by yourself, you're dancing with one partner, you're dancing with like a small group, or you're dancing yeah. with a big group. A lot of those old folk dances. But in the, the Persian it. dance that I've learned from Mitra, there's a lot of hand movements. Oh, Just sure, like yeah. Sometimes, a lot of wrists. Yeah. Wrist uh, circling you know, and of it's the wrist. kind of exotic. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like that, uh, most people would probably, like, if you, if you said belly dancing, then they would probably know the kind of arm stuff you're talking about. Yeah. Sensual. And, it, and it's yes. kind of, um, you know, everybody does their own version of sure. the hands and... Um, Improvise. They improvise it. Yeah, sure, yeah. You improvise and dance, too. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's really a lot of fun. You really can't separate music and dance ever completely. You know, they they go together. Even at rock concerts, you know, those those kids moshing at the rock concert, you know, that's their version of dance is hurting each other. (laughs) You won't see that at the Mopey Giants shows. Everyone is very polite to each other. (laughs) Yeah, as a dancer, I like the dance part. Yeah. At the Mopey Giants shows, it's mostly hopping up and down. (laughs) That would be the extreme... At the name of Pajani Shows. Okay, so to finish it off, I didn't realize till after we stopped that I didn't make you guys score the song. So it's mm. it's a ridiculous thing, but people like to uh, people like rankings and lists and scoring. So uh, the way that most people have been doing it is ranking it against or scoring it in compare, comparison to other They Might Be Giant songs. So not comparing it to like 
you know the Beatles Penny Lane or something right <laughs> so so and you guys you might not remember outright you know a lot of they might be giant songs but if you're going to rate this on one to ten and you can use decimals or any of those in-betweeners of the numbers what would you how would you score so Istanbul not Constantinople and I suppose you'd be talking about the original studio version maybe even score just the, the song as a whole oh, and I'd, okay. I'd say i mean you could take that into account how much they've messed with the song but i guess mostly referring to their original cover version off of flood from 1990 the original mm-hmm. hmm. their their take on the song as a whole their take on the four lads song i would give it a nine i mean just again out of my Thinking of, of the song itself compared to music in general, it's just a very fun, entertaining song. And yeah, based on somewhat limited yeah. knowledge of all the hundreds and hundreds of They Might Be Giant songs, yeah. it's definitely a good song. So I'll go with that. Yeah. It is hard to think, like if you think of songs that have been hits on the radio, and this was, I mean, it was a minor hit and probably probably a pretty big college hit. I'd have to look like if I could find the college charts from 1990. But, like, what other hit song by a rock band sounds anything like this? You yeah. know? I mean, I mean you almost classified as a novelty song. I mean, you know, where Oh, they might be Giants fans. will definitely uh, uh, be at you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd say the Four Lads version was a novelty well, yeah, song. Right. right. I mean, it is right, so. yeah, from, from the original. It, mm-hmm. Just the whole topic. It's not right. the kind of song or the... the Subject lyrics that you think of as a typical radio play song. Right, right. But yeah, it's a lot of fun, for sure. It, I mean, it also speaks to the taste of They Might Be Giants. Their taste in covers is very unique. Like we were talking about, uh, Why Does the Sun Shine? Like, that was a weird song for them to pick to cover. You know, it's this... I, I mean, I don't think I let you guys hear the original yet, but the, the 1960s version of that song is very kind of... Oh, it's educational and it's kind of dorky and and then like out of all the songs throughout history, like to pick to cover that Istanbul, like they're very odd choices. They're not, you know, again, they're not picking like a Beatles song. Like let's cover a Beatles song. They're picking this one that most people thought that they were the ones that wrote the song because they'd never heard the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the their top songs that um I mean people rate as like their top. Oh, yeah, you were just well, reading those off the other day. The, yeah, if you go to Birdhouse and Your Soul, the um, yeah, that's usually up near the top. Well, let's go to the song rankings here on TMBW, the They Might Be Giants wiki. We've got song ratings, and yeah, you can go on and rank the songs one to ten, and then they average them. Birdhouse is currently number two, hmm. so we got Anna Ng, which you guys would probably recognize if I play it for you. Birdhouse in Your Soul is two, and this is currently, these will shift. Dr. Worm is three, but Istanbul, let's see. Oh, wow, I thought it was up higher before. See, it's one of those that I think maybe, and and it kind of affects my, well, let's just search the song. I mean, I think it's kind of going to kind of affect my rating, too, is that I've heard it so many times, and also it's a cover. So mm-hmm. even though their take on it is really, really good, like, it's not... Is it really a They Might Be Giants song? I mean, they made it their own, but like, how, you know, are you going to rank it as high when it's a cover as if it's a pure original? I think that kind of knocks it down. Where is Particle Man in terms of their. Um, 
Well, let's, first let's find Istanbul. Okay, so this one—it's currently ranked number uh, two hundred and sixty. What of, is part of mine? No, Istanbul. Istanbul. Oh my gosh, <laughs> two hundred sixty out of eight hundred and ninety-eight songs. Oh, <laughs> so oh, wow. it's 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 in the upper, you know, third, <laughs> the upper third. Yeah, so. Um, we can look at, uh, if you want to know about Particle Man, let's find that. 274 out of 898. Wow. Particle Man. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you can, I think, well, like, okay, so they, this has the disadvantage of being a really old song, but also one that I think maybe people, even fans, have heard too much and maybe, like, you know, they're not going to be like, yeah, Particle Man is my absolute favorite. I mean, it's an iconic, they might be giant song, but I think a lot of people, fans, have heard it so many times, it's not fresh, so when they're like, they're logging on to the wiki. They're not going to be like, ooh, I'm going to rank Particle Man. Ten, perfect ten. You know, they're, they're going to... Well, mm-hmm. for example, if you go to the, the rankings, you'll find that one of their songs from this year has currently cracked the top ten, which is crazy. Uh, this song that they just put out this year called The Communists Have the Music. <laughs> is and, and number ten as well, The Neck Rolls Aren't Working. Those are both from this year. The Neck so, Rolls... <laughs> So I, I think it's affected by, like, oh, those are fresh songs. So people hear them for the very first time, and they're like, this song is amazing. They go on and rank it. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I, I there's a little, there's a lot that goes in. You know, take it with a grain of salt. but Well, not having heard that many of the They Might Be Giant songs. Yeah, you I, haven't given your score yet. What do you yeah, think? I know. That's what I was going to, I like, I do like uh, Birdhouse in Your Soul. Mm-hmm. Probably the best. Sure. Number one. Mm-hmm. And I really like Particle Man. So I would rate Istanbul an eight. Okay. I'm going to give it a 6.5. And again, I've, I always say I've got to think about the long term on this podcast. And Dr. Worm, I've given a 10. That's like the gold standard for me, which it's a 20-year-old song, but I still love it as much as ever. Istanbul, I've heard so many times. I mean, I really... I learned to love it again when we hear those new live versions and electronic version. You're yeah. like, well, at least they're keeping it fresh. Um, but as far as the original Flood track goes, if I'm ranking that original track, I've heard it so many times. You know, I could probably go a couple of years without hearing it again and not be upset. You know, because there's there's 897 other They Might Be Giant songs to <laughs> mm-hmm. listen to. So yeah, know. that's why I was asking if you wanted us to rate. The other two versions that you played because yeah, I mean, obviously that makes that a case, big difference too. You know where you would rank it. Well, like being a brass, ones. being a brass musician, just hearing that version with Kurt Ram playing the tr- trombone yeah. and trumpet, that I might give a nine just because it's like they took the original and they really just punched it up at the brass and just like and letting him improvise on the trumpet really mm-hmm. spices uh, an old song back up. Yeah, so. Okay, so I guess uh, that now finally we'll, we'll, we've cracked the hour mark, so I think we can call that an episode <laughs> yeah. for real now. And uh, <laughs> this uh, will be going up a week from tomorrow. So this will actually be out pretty soon then. Yeah. So, <laughs> finally. Okay, well, I suppose that will do it for this episode of this might be a podcast you can find us on twitter at this might be a pod and this might be a pod at gmail if you want to call in you can leave a voicemail and we might play your voicemail on a future episode of this might be a podcast and the number 
224-801-2930 and leave us a message. We'll play it on a future episode. So thanks for listening and thanks, Mom and Dad, for being on the show. Thanks for having Lots us. Lots of fun, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. So take me back to Constantinople. No, we can't go back to Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, what a Constantinople get the works. That's nobody's business but the Turks. Istanbul!